and welcome to Supercoach Insider. My name is Chris. I'm Swizz. He's Swizz. <laughs> and am, uh, I'm, I'm laughing. Just I've lost it. Chris and I were having some very funny off-camera uh, chat just before we started, so it's going to take uh, some time to compose myself. But yeah, go, Chrissy. <laughs> you'll be right, mate. Well, uh, welcome to the uh, round. Tw- tw- is twenty-four this week? Yeah, we're up to twenty-four. Post twenty-three. Yeah. I don't know yeah. because I haven't released in pod. Well, in you like guys so haven't long. been on a pod for about fifteen <laughs> weeks, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so look, guys, very sorry. That uh, Ben and I have uh, not been able to make an appearance of late. However, if you did ch- uh, check out Swizz and I on the fancast uh, episode that we did, I thought, dude, that was one of the funnest podcasting experiences I've had in ages. So, yeah, loved it. Um, loved it, mate. And that, like, I get you guys have had some trouble with this Queensland non daylight savings, daylight savings things that you get going <laughs> on, and you're like 15 weeks behind the rest of us here in Victoria. But it was good to have you down. Once you came down, you got to do some podcasting. I, I love a good podcast, so I'm, I was a big fan. And uh, thanks, cheers, shout out to the guys at Fancast AFL. And um, I would suggest for our guys that do like just yeah more normal footy chat and stuff like that, do follow Fancast. I think it's just at Fancast AFL um, on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And yeah, they're brilliant. They they set it all up for us. Um, don't charge us. They just get content creators in to speak their mind on footy, and it was one of the funnest experiences, as as mentioned. So, uh, yeah, check them out, guys. Um, so today we're going to go through a little bit of different stuff. Um, obviously, with the sort of I suppose lacking of content, um, I know Swizz has actually released his team uh, pod already tonight, um, but we'll be I'll be doing mine as well after this, which will be good. So you'll actually get two podcasts with me in a week, guys. You guys are getting yeah, I know. Well, mate, I, I'm for this. Well, I've, I've hosted. Center Bounce. Thanks for Jeremy and Joe for letting me host tonight, which is unreal. I uh, didn't actually realize I was going to be doing that. I've done mine. I've got the the reunion with you, and then I've got Fancast AFL tomorrow night. So, oh, oh mate, it's a busy podcasting week. This is my – and then I had also the uh, Crown uh, Supercoach at the pub the other day with the Herald Sun boys. Oh, t- tell I, us how it went, mate. And I did I mention on the uh, a little bit of my pod, but there was no, there's nothing live recorded. It was just all live show with people who were there. Okay. So you can't – um, find the stream of that. You, you had to be at Crown for that. Um, but thank you to everybody who turned up, not to the general public in, you know, for starters and our, and our supporters, but the content creators that got down with it was fantastic. So we had, uh, you know, um, like dogs, Dr. Supercoach there. Um, we had the uh, Spiller Supercoach, um, Centre Bounce, um, Supercoach DR. Yeah, yeah, you just, you're meeting a whole lot. There was, uh, yeah, I was watching at the side of the stage there and there was a ton of people. And then, you know, on stage we had uh, myself, Al Patton, uh, Tim Mitchell, JP, the, who'd his last week as a winner, um, as the as the current winner, and nice. uh, and Lek Dog there. So lap yeah, it up. was a good yeah, just <laughs> lapping it up on stage, which was good fun. Or yeah, it's a good nice. it's a good vibe there. It's actually a good so place what? to go before the footy. Life's all right when you suppose you uh, you don't have kids at all. You can just you know run around doing podcasts and guest appearances. At the we casino. we were running around we that night because we had to get bolt over to John Kane because we were going to see that uh, circus the the Soleil or whatever the freaking thing's called. And that. They were doing it on ice. It was that mate? I tell you what, I can't juggle to save myself. Credit to anybody who can juggle, but. To watch somebody juggle while they are skating, ice skating, yeah, that's next level skill. It's pretty. I was, crazy, uh, I was hey. pretty impressed by that. 
Yeah, nice. Um, but, you know, your life has been hectic. I heard that you yelled at your uh, aircon guy or something or plumber or something. <laughs> you know, anybody that follows me on Facebook and that, um, some people the are rant, like, what, the what, rant do you, what do you, like, can you fit anything more in your life? I'm like, well, I actually post half the stuff of my life on Facebook and that. So people are like, what? what? But, yeah, no, I went on an absolute rant the other day and that. So uh, I think a lot of people, shout, oh, I get tradies, you know, there's a mixture, you get some really awesome ones. Shout out to my electric. Uh, TGL or TLG, T, TGL Electrical here in Melbourne. They did an awesome job um, with my new place. So thank you to them. Uh, to I think it's Titanic Painting. Also, I've done a really good job of that. But uh, to the plumber and the aircon person, the, to the aircon uh, person's credit, they have uh, smoothed it over with me. But pretty well much the crux of the story was I'm not home. Painter and electrician there. Electricians popped out. Painters outside, um, and then we needed an aircon taken off the wall so they can do the painting. And the originally they were like, "No, we can't come for at least a week." Even though we'd all go, I'd gone through these guys because I was meant to be there way early. So the plumber walks up, takes the aircon down, dismantles the aircon, which he wasn't meant to do, and leaves it where the electrician's walking and just walks out of the house. He was when he was meant to message me or ring me in the morning, say, "Yeah, I'll be here." Yeah, you know, the normal <laughs> two hour time frame. No, I'll just randomly rock up to this house, hope it's the right house, and take it off. And yeah, people like as he was leaving, apparently the painter was like, "Yeah, I just saw this guy leaving." It was like, "Where did he come from?" And just right. so, yeah, I wasn't too impressed with that. And then yeah, was, he was meant to come back, and then he messaged me at like four thirty after waiting around all day. Oh yeah, I'm actually not coming. Uh, if you are a trade out there, and somebody goes, "Can you just give me some sort of time window?" And just a little bit of a rant with this or that. All day is not a time window. I'm like, I'm going to be somewhere between <laughs> eight and five. No, it does not work like that. So, is that what he actually did? The worst did? was, did I, had, actually do I, that? Had a, I had a painter for a quote do that and then not rock up and then got annoyed that I didn't go through with them and I went with another company. And I'm like, oh. what What do you think it was going to happen there, champ? Uh, as like this plumber guy. <laughs> you champed him. You champed him. <laughs> and, this, this plus, and this plumber guy was, he, he's like, no, you man, my manager can deal oh. with you from now on, making me the bad guy because he was like, oh, I got annoyed because I had a job cancelled, so I was going to do the rest of the work that I was scheduled in over a week afterwards. But you oh, you had other tradies in, so I couldn't do what I needed to do. And I'm like, but you're not meant to be here for a week, buddy. <laughs> so I was having a great day. But the best bit, and I, I know we're not talking super coach for a second. I've, but I've the best, you off. The, the best bit here is, so I go into a bank, a bank, you know, where they keep our money. Yeah, yeah, and I go banks, in and go, yeah. excuse me, can I get some cash out? And she's like, oh, no, we do not do that here. I'm like, but you're a bank. That is your one job. One job. Get me my money. She's like, no, you can deposit your money here, but we don't actually give it back to you. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have to go to another branch to get money out. How far yeah. away is the other branch? The other branch was 15 minutes. <laughs> that's that's rough seat. <laughs> what is that, is that a new thing with banks? That must be a new thing for sure. Apparently. <laughs> 
Apparently, I've never heard. I've there. never heard. Banks of that. aren't there. That's must, that must be a Victorian-only thing. That doesn't happen in Queensland, buddy. ANZ too. So if you're oh. an ANZ person, I want an ex. I, I am gonna like. I'm not gonna throw the, the 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 little tradie under the bus for the plumbing, but God, I'm gonna throw ANZ under the bus. for We <laughs> <laughs> get stuffed. All right. Unreal. So, so anyway, look- I'm good. I'm real good. I'm gonna have a new like little podcast studio soon in the house when I move in. Life is I love good, it. but yeah. Um, it's been, and the great thing is, even when I'm dealing with this plumber, my electrician is in the background yelling out, fucking tradies, they're all the friggin' same. And which means the printer's thought was hilarious because, well, you guys are tradies, but no, nah, good, good value, good fun. Uh, life's good. Nice. But we all right, well. Footy. Yeah, we are. So let's. Well, we'll go through the teams. Obviously, the drop tonight. Um, you probably already have done a little bit of that on your potty, so you're you're a little bit um prepared for that. We'll go through uh, captains and vice captains for the week. Uh, we'll go. Uh, we're going to uh, shoot a little bit forward into the Supercoach for next year. Um, and a few different things that we we feel that we would like that. to change. Um, and then we're going to preview to next week. So what's the content going to be like? We actually have some cool content coming out for you guys next week that we have planned that Ben has committed to. So, um, yeah, we actually will be doing it for sure. Um, and a little bit more draft stuff as well, which will come through next week too. Um, and then we're going to, we'll wrap it up after that. So it won't be a super long pod, but it'll be something that, um, I think you'll at least get some good value out of in the last week of super coach 2024 or 2023. Wow. Okay. I've, I've skipped ahead of you. Um, so Essendon Collingwood, mate, um, lots of ins and outs in that game. Uh, I think I feel yeah, like I've actually, as a overall thing, I thought there was going to be way more carnage this weekend. Yes. But yeah. I, I actually thought Collingwood may have actually rested a couple of players, like not, Rushing back, like I know, yeah, you still win, need to win to finish top, but first and second really doesn't make any difference in the scheme of things outside I of who you may want to play. And I think you if, wouldn't, yeah, the balance comes out going, and this is hard. I, I was talking about this on the, the other pod before. Would you rather Collingwood as a Collingwood supporter play Port Adelaide or Melbourne first week? We're still an under-down team. You might not have more back. Definitely won't have Dacos back. Or who would you prefer to play in the prelim when you are full strength? So that's a great question. And the the reason I would rather play Melbourne week one. The reason is I think that – don't get me wrong. I don't think we're playing great, and I know that Melbourne are playing fantastic. It's more about who can beat Brisbane because I'd rather not play Brisbane, right? So if – if we play Port and we beat Port, there's a chance that they get knocked out in the second week and Brisbane don't play them. I think that if we beat Melbourne, Melbourne with the next week and then uh, Melbourne versus Brisbane at the Gabba, I think out of all of the teams in the AFL, they're probably the only team that could do it. So I'm okay with that. And then, you know, if they win that, obviously we play them at the G. So again, look, you've got to beat the best to, to be the best. I think that we'd rather, definitely rather have this one week, first week matchup with them. Um, we'll be close to full strength. I know that Nick Dacos will be underdone, obviously, going into that first week. He may not get up for it. There's rumors that um, he might be back for the week after. Um, but he was at, at training today, running laps, you know, kicking the. Uh, I yeah, think he was he's handling not the ball. First he, was kicking. Uh, he, he could play second for sure, but I don't see him playing the well, first. Well, they've said no, that he's I, ahead I know of schedule. He's, I've so. heard all the things about his schedule, but I still don't see him playing the first one. 
I think it, it, it might. Uh, if it was a, I think if it was a do or die final, maybe. But the fact yeah. that it's still a second, you know, you get the second chance. It's yeah. not worth it. We've given him the extra week because then you'll be right to go. And look, there's obviously something to say about form as well, which you don't want to flirt with. And look, Collingwood haven't been in good form. So they kind of need to recapture that. Now, a nice easy kill this week wouldn't go astray, but I, I would have preferred to have played after um, after the you know after the other you know, top three teams so that we can sort of identify where we want to finish and then be like, oh, okay, we've got all these laid outs. Oh, well, mm-hmm. um, who knows? But, you know, we've got yeah, in my, see, my, view, my view from it, Chris, was uh, you play Port first week. And I get what you mean about, yeah, you're not wanting to play Brisbane, but as play Port first week, Get the easy, easier kill against them. That's no disrespect to Port, but Port at the G um, for the Pies is much easier them to handle than it will be Melbourne. Um, and then win through, get the extra week off to rest up the players, and then full strength take on Melbourne, potentially Melbourne in the prelim. Um, and even if it was Brisbane, it's still I'd be back in Collingwood being full strength to win that game. Where do you really want to be in the situation potentially playing Melbourne first week? Who could beat you? Um, especially if you've got you know a couple of players still underdone or not in, um, and then you're in a do or die, you know, semi final against Carlton would be you know potentially the worst case scenario. Um, so yeah, that 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 was my thinking around it. Like, there's no right or wrong. We're going to find out very soon. No, that's, but that's, that's absolutely um, fair. It's yeah. I, I I I mean, of those teams, we've beaten. I think we're on a three game win streak against Melbourne, aren't we? Like we've no Melbourne got you last time. I'm pretty sure. No, we beat them earlier in the year. Have we played I, them twice? I'm pretty sure. Didn't you play them twice? Feel like you played them twice. I, I have this feeling that maybe you didn't, but let's let, let, let's be right here for our fans and that because I could be completely wrong on that. But. All right, let's have a look. I'm just going to bring that up quickly. I feel like we got the wood over them. Yeah, you might, um, you might. I might be completely wrong on that. But let's have a look. Might be part of that wood streak. No, they beat you by four points. Okay. <laughs> was that was that the one where we just got within four points as well? Like they were leading pretty much the whole, and we got a goal late, or was that? What happened in that game? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, actually, right. no, you guys were ahead, ahead at half time. They hit the front. Oh, then they got then they kicked away in the last, and then you guys got really close. So you guys were pretty well leading yeah, a lot right. of the game, and then Melbourne just ran over you until you guys came back at them. Yep. And they kicked 18 behinds that day. Oh, so. Rough scenes. Um <laughs> yeah. So look, I still think that the what I'd rather is Melbourne, but um yeah, and, and oh, I don't know. Oh, look, I don't know what I'm going to get from Port. Like, I think that they're on like their best on any given day could beat anyone as well. The top four is really close. Top four, really, so it's really fair. open. Like, I yeah, yeah. I if I'm a Collingwood supporter, but I just don't want to, especially because Clary will have a few games under the belt then, and it's like Melbourne yeah, playing, pretty well. That's what I mean. Strength. Playing them later. I'm not sure if I want to play them later in the finals. Yeah, but at least it's like Dacos and Moore and Degoli are all fit and fight. Well, hopefully all fit and firing by then. Yeah, that's true. That's a valid point. I think, yeah. Well, we'll have more back for that first game. um, Your best team. Yeah, but yeah, an under kind of underdone more in a a sense. It's there's, There's too many. I think there's questions that first week for Collingwood. 
And I think you could still beat Port just because it is at the G. But they could still get you. You know, like it's not out of the yeah. out of the realm. But you know, if if you're playing Collingwood, Port Adelaide, ten times today, I think Collingwood get them eight or nine times. It's just the way. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so obviously, there's not really much in terms of super coach relevancy in these ins and outs, unless you're still holding on to Jordan Goey, unless, who is unless well, back. unless you've All got a draft field. for a start. If you if you've got a draft naturally, they, they these do affect you. But yeah, the yes. um, the natural ins and outs for that. Yep. Um, I don't think anybody's going to probably have a lot of those players. No, exactly right. And um, so so the interesting one here is, is Peter Wright out, which I think is a huge out for them, and that, that really swings things in our favour. He, he's absolutely a really hard matchup, especially with our outs in our in our list. Um, Draper out is also massive. Uh, he would typically, I would say, monster um, DC. And then you know, obviously even Cox, yeah, Cox has the height but not the strength to go with someone like a Draper. And he's just a bad matchup, I think. He's been a really negating ruck. Um, so, yeah, having him go out actually I think really helps Collingwood. And I suppose the first little SC nutshell is that I think there's a sneaky VC there on Darcy Cameron for the for the Friday night fixture. Um, it will be Andrew <laughs> Phillips' last game and they've, they've brought in um, Nick Bryan. The, I suppose the, the one thing is – how much does Cox come in to the ruck considering how well he played last week as the sub when he came on um, and he actually dominated that ruck since he came on. So uh, will they revert back? They've been doing a 70-30 split basically um, and sometimes 80-20 with DC. Will they revert back to a 50-50 split with Mason Cox seeing how good he was in the ruck last week? I'm not sure. So, there, But there is uh, a I've potential for a Chris. sticky there. So I've got, yeah, I get that. I've got Darcy Cameron loophole on my emergency at the moment with the ability that if Nick Martin plays well, because um, I'm loopholing him, Dunkley can go back forward. Or if Darcy Cameron was, for whatever reason, injured, you know, I've always got marriages to back up to come on as well. Um, but I'm more, I feel like if the game looks over by a half time, there's the potential that Darcy Cameron could be the sub player this week. And they give Mason Cox a proper run in the second half um, just because Cox hasn't obviously had as many opportunities lately and you already know Cameron's the first ruck. So, yeah. The thing is, I mean, they're coming off one of the biggest losses I've ever seen them have. Fifth. I think that's the fifth worst in their history of the club. I, By the way, like I hated watching that. Uh, that game. That was an absolute nightmare. I would hate to be a Bombers fan sitting through that. And they've gone through so much and to dish that up in a in a in a must win game was absolutely shocking. And I, I just couldn't uh I I just feel for them. So and I don't say that often about Bombers, but I, I think I've gone soft on them since you know the 10 years of 12 years of of pretty much you know really hard times. Um I've, yeah I've just gone uh, a bit soft on the old bombers now. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens, but I can't imagine that they come out against Collingwood and put up the performance that they did last week. This was their grand final now. And I think that they will put on a really good fight. And even if it is they're down by six goals, I can't imagine McRae 
making a sub at that point or something like that. And I don't think it's going to be more than that. We've, we've unfortunately haven't really shown much killer instinct this year and putting teams away when we've had the opportunity. We've just sort of leave them, give them an opportunity, give them an opportunity, let them on a three, four goal run and then bang the back in the game. And that's been our one downfall this year. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, oh, yeah, I actually don't mind that as a sneaky VC, but we'll see what happens. Um, on to the Brisbane and Saints game. So the only thing here is obviously Jack Hayes comes in. Um, so what was his price for Super? You're out of order here, mate. Yeah, you're out of order on your Am I? Yeah. That's like the four thirty game. But anyway, oh. we can do that one. Okay. Uh, they've got the two games at one forty five. Oh, they do. And North well, Melbourne Gold Coast. But I'm on know, the AFL whatever. website and they've Yeah, the, the AFL one. website does it out of order. I found this where the app actually does it in order. Bizarre. That's bizarre. So weird. AFL. The, the, but yeah, now that you've brought it up, Brisbane St. Kilda. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, Jack Hayes, which is really annoying because he would have been super cheap and super coach next year if he got a good run and because they've decided to manage Max King. Saints so clearly have thought, well, the home final, who cares about that? <laughs> we, can get, <laughs> we, can get, we can get beaten by Brisbane anyway. Nobody beats them up there, so we may as well take the L and rest our player. Yeah, I mean, look, they can pull one out of the box. We know that Saints can, but, I mean, I wouldn't be resting <clears throat> resting a Max King in round 24 when he's got a week off next week. So it would have to be some kind of injury. Like surely. You think so, surely. Um, surely. Um, yeah. I mean, like Dusty, oh, he's managed. Oh, but he missed two weeks. <laughs> like just tell us what he was injured with. <laughs> That'll be fine. Crazy stuff. Um, so, yeah, obviously not too much in terms of super coach relevancy there. But, um, look, the Saints could pull an upset. Um, I doubt it. A lot of the time – um, in round 24, sometimes, especially someone like a Brisbane, he could just put the queue in the rack and be, be like, ah, like, let's just get to next week. Um, so that it's the same with Collingwood, really. Like, I, I, there's been a few times where we've lost the last game of the season when we were clearly the better team just because we just were like, ah, whatever. Um, so there are some danger games here, but obviously, Saints have more to play for than Brisbane. Um, I don't think can Brisbane get knocked out of their. Uh, the top two? I don't think they can. Um, yes, they can. Unless if, they, if they were to smacked. lose. No, if they were to oh, lose okay. and win, yep. yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. finish. The, so they travel. So Brisbane have to win to stay yep. top two. Okay. Okay. So they do have the motivation there. Um, all right. Let's go to the 145 game. So sorry about that. Um, so uh, Brandon Ryan. So another is that another rookie? or is it, No, he's played already this year. He's he? played already. Yep. Yeah. And so <laughs> John Newcomb comes back in. So that's a, a big in there. Um DGB out injured, Ramsden omitted, and Ned Long omitted. And the Frio side, Hamling comes in. Is that his first game of the season? Hamling? Quite possibly could be. Yeah. Or is he? Like reti- he he's is. not retiring, is he? Surely not. It might be. Uh, probably not, but I don't know. Um, and obviously, Banfield out injured, O'Meara out injured, and Erasmus sub. So he will, will obviously play, uh, which means Johnson is still in the 22, which is which is nice for those who need Johnson on the field for whatever reason, if you have an injury. Um, I don't think there's much relevance outside of that, mate. There's a VC option if you want to go it, and that's Sicily if you Sicily. have Sicily's yep. going to have a field day. I think the Hawks win this game. I can see Sicily having a an absolute field day against that Freo forward line. Freo forward line of Tracy and a miss, um, you know, Frederick. I don't think that's going to concern him too much. It's just the more the will. But the Hawks have been on this sort of uh, really good run recently. Should have beat us and, you know, knocked over you guys and the dogs. Uh, so I feel like they finished strong again and, um, yeah, and beat the Freo Dockers. So Sicily, yeah, could go big. 
I don't. It's not the. If there wasn't a better VC option coming up, I would would have put it on Sisoy. Yeah, I mean the thing with um, oh, this is what I love about Hawthorne. They they showed early in the season compared to where they are now, huge development in a twelve month, well in a twenty four week season, right? Mm-hmm. And you should see with another preseason that Hawks be even more competitive this year. And I expect them to be around that sort of. Uh, eight to twelve mark next year. I can see that legitimately happening with the development, more development of their list, another high pick. Um, you know, I think that they're in for another one. They could also you know, hit up some free agency in this off season and really start developing that list to move up the up the line. Um, I think they've surprised everyone with how good they've been, and even in matches that they've got, they've they've lost by six goals. Often they were in the matches for at least half, and then they just get rolled over the top. So, um, yeah, really impressed with Hawthorne's play this year. Um, unfortunately, Freo did the opposite to me this year. I thought they were, the whole year has they they've gone backwards. Um, so I'm not sure what they're going to sit like next year, but I haven't really been impressed with Frio in many of their games. Um, sometimes there's a bit of spark. You see a bit of the young kids. Jackson's been phenomenal last few weeks, especially for Supercoach. So something to watch in the offseason will obviously be what happens <clears> with Sean Darcy. Are they Do they see Jackson as, a, okay, let's just go with him in the full-time in the ruck moving forward? Or do they still want to persist with the two-ruck system? Um, if so, how long until Jackson becomes the number one? Um, because Darcy can't play anywhere else. And to be honest, if I'm Jackson, I don't want to be playing anywhere but the Rock. So how do you have that conversation with them, you know? Um, yeah, it's an interesting one, to say the least. Um, so the North Melbourne Suns game, so LDU obviously not coming back in. Um, or is he? Is he still named? No, no, he's out. He's out there. He's out. Him. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, yeah. He, he had an injury. No, he, there was stupid. no chance. The only way they were playing him if he was in Brownlow contention, <laughs> which he's obviously not because he's been injured no. so much this year. And we, we've been chatting this for Supercoach Twenty Twenty Four. Complete, absolutely no go zone. Like I don't know. So he's been what laid out t- three times, was it or twice? Uh, LDU's three times this year. Three times laid out multiple injuries from different parts of his body. Uh, I, don't, I don't like he can score and he's got the role when he plays, but how many games overall did he play this year? Maybe you'd say 15. So did you miss say seven, something like that? Um, yeah, that's just not enough for what he's going to be priced at because he's going to be an expensive option next year. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely on the, unfortunately no go zone for me. What, what about you, buddy? I'm mate. If he's fit preseason, he is in my team. Oh, taking that risk, mate. The guy's a gun, just an absolute jet. And I think he could potentially be top five, if not higher. Especially their draw. It's all about their draw, and they're going to get a soft draw. So if yeah, they're starting course. the season against West Coast Hawthorne Suns, you know, stuff like that. Freo, where they've got he's got the ability to just rack up one thirties. Yeah. What's interesting is next year is what's going to happen with their midfield setup because they're going to obviously have Harley Reid now coming in. So Harley Reid will play forward to start off with, I think. You think? Yeah. So I think Sheasel stays back, um, especially with what, what about um, Hall and Ward Ziegle Law? retiring. 
Wardlaw plays guts. That's his number yep. one position. So you've got Wardlaw. I think you're, you're starting midfields, Wardlaw, um, LDU, and Simpkin. And then Taron Thomas is the next one, that the obvious one that goes through there. Yeah, um, so Simpkin's the interesting one, hey, because I think he's the one in the midfield that holds them back just because his use is so bad. He can rack the pill, but his use just destroys them when they're trying to move the ball forward. Uh I just feel like also you got Will Phillips there that they he's he showed this year that he can play footy. All right. So he obviously an inside midfielder. I don't think you want to be playing him on the outside either. So yeah, it's I just feel like there's a lot of mids there and they they probably don't even really need Reed, but you just gotta take him, right? You just you have to take him. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that that progresses. I mean, we, we- I'm hoping that it, it might mean that, say, LDU doesn't get, say, 80% CBAs, but maybe he's a, a 65% CBA guy and they try and develop him as a as a half forward in his off time. So um, we'll see how we go. Um, I, I know I talked a lot about for those who double up on our or the centre-bounce guys sort of come over because I did have a long chat about North Melbourne. So what I think now happens with them is that's why Sydney's number one for Mackay. Uh, because they'll offer the contract which will trigger pick number two. And part of those discussions is Malikan and um, Dylan Stevens go to North. North overpay for him um, in regards to Port Adelaide's first round pick, which is currently pick 16, which will get bumped back because all these academy players, the Suns have three, uh, Bulldogs have Croft. Um, so, you know, it'll probably end up being about pick 20. Um, so I think, you know, the. North Melbourne just want that number two. So you guys do the right thing. Get us the number two. We'll look after that, um, deal with there. And then the Swans will then on trade that pick to get Grundy. Um, so the Swans win because they get Grundy Mackay, which is probably their missing pieces uh, for the way their team's going. And then North get the one and two, which will really stuff West Coast because I think they get Reed and then they get Curtin, which is the, the key defender that they need. Um, yeah, so, so you think-, think that's how it plays out. You think that they get uh, like front round one uh, compensation? Yeah, for yeah. for Ben Mackay. Yeah, I don't because think that Sydney, that's how that works. I, th- I think because Sydney will offer the contract because it's all on your length and how much money it is. So Mackay's already in that age. Yeah, but there's also is. there's also an exact like the AFL looks over it and it's not it's not a, it's not actually as simple as he gets. No, no, there's herbs and spices and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like, that's it. what the AFL say, but yeah, that's not how that's it right. actually works. But at the same yeah. time, if you you if there's yeah eight if there's five or six years at eight hundred plus thousand, there the reality is it's just it is it's that band one. And that, like the AFL can bloody, you know, say left, right, or centre. And really, realistically, North, um, you know, they're, they're putting in for, you know, the priority pick and stuff like that, which I don't think they'll get. But I, I can see the AFL going, well, here, we'll make sure the Mackay compensation. Oh, um, yeah. And there's that, there's that consideration as well. They're like, oh, yeah. we won't give you the priority pick. But when, when the Mackay. Um, pick comes through. We'll, we'll make sure we rub you the right way. Look, that that could be a thing. I think it's more likely that he gets an end round one compensation pick, which will be like uh, yeah, nineteen twenty ish or whatever it might be. Um, I don't think it happens as pick two. I'll if be shocked. If it's, but if it's eighteen or nineteen or whatever, and now this is the controversial thing because they'll just match. 
And then people are like, well, if they're going to match for that, it just shows that they don't deserve to because they they only want him depending on what the pick is. But if it is that, that 18, 19 or whatever, they'll match and then they'll but force a trade with someone. Is there also consideration to say that Ben Mackay is actually no good? <laughs> like he's – I don't know, I don't know like why people I don't want think, him. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and say he's no good because I've watched him in games like like naturally destroyed Jack Rewell last week, and that, but there's a massive age gap and difference in their career. But of the – there's not many key defenders rolling around. There's, there's less – good key defenders than there are um, probably key forwards at times. Uh, like that's why Sydney were going really hard for Barras. Now that Barras is committed and saying he's not going anywhere, trying like you can it's, it always seems like a club can get a key forward out from somewhere, but the key defenders don't swap too much. Like the Bulldogs, they're probably their best key defender this year has been Liam Jones and he's come off, um, you know, a supplementary list. But outside of that, I can't remember too many key defenders since probably Lever and May. And the, the D's gave up the world for, for them, especially from a financial point of view. And they've helped um, tremendously to help Melbourne get the success that they've needed. Uh, but, yeah, you don't see a, too many of them swapping around. So Ben McKay, yeah, okay, he's not the A all-star, but a couple of these teams really need the gorilla. Um, like Essendon, they don't have one. Like BZT people, some say, but he's not. He, you know, he's not the, the size compared to a McKay. McKay's huge, like 200 centimetres, 100 Ks. If you, yeah, how do you stop your, you know, um, your Tom Hawkins and, your, you know, your, your guns, your Oscallons and, people like that in going around the comp they they can be the difference between winning and losing so i, I can see why. why he's worth it on that yeah. point he might not be the yeah we, we we know his limitations but what he does is stops the key gorilla forward so yeah you know. i mean there's that i mean at the end of the day i mean there are different ways to defend too and so maybe that is how the league is progressing forward but i mean ben mckay's been nothing but Get at getting absolutely spanked for his entire career. So I'm just not sure that that's the way. So Collingwood, for example, as I know that this is a, a bad example, but yeah, the way that they defend is that they all basically don't even have a man. They just sort of play a team defense and a team structure. Um, they have some, you know, loose one-on-ones and they will try and lock down. They generally try and lock down the small, like the attacking small. Um, but on the bigs, they just rotate and whoever's leaning up the ground, they'll switch with someone else and switch with someone else. This seems to be a movement in the AFL to move towards more hybrid defenders that are sort of 192, 193 centimetres and very athletic. Um, so they may not be the big gorilla types um, and that's fine. You know, that if that doesn't work um, in your system, then it's no point anyway. A lot of the time, guys, like I say, a Charlie, a Charlie Kurnow or something like that, who will beat you one-on-one, they very rarely get one-on-ones in the modern AFL. So, yes, when they do get them, you know, you're going to be outpointed, but they're going to be outpoint most of them time anyway. There is one guy in the league that I would say is a really, really good one-on-one defender, and that's Sam Taylor. Outside of that, I think Weedering is is really good as well when in a one-on-one situation. But Ben McKay's not it. He's not. And most teams don't have him. So stop trying to buy them, in my opinion. But that's just – we're probably even off very off topic of Supercoach, yeah. but that's just my opinion of, of key defenders. I mean, even even Stephen May, I don't think he's a – he's a great intercepting defender, but I don't think he's a really great one-on-one defender. I think that their system, I think the Melbourne defensive system, is one of the best in the league, and he, sh- he shines in that. Like, at the Suns, he was a good defender. He was okay, but he wasn't – 
and lights out, oh my gosh, this guy is breaking the league kind of defender that he was when he went to Melbourne. And so I think that that's more structure-based. So granted, Mackay might be better at Sydney because of the structure, but he so far hasn't shown me he's worth 800 grand um, or whatever the, the contract is that's been thrown up. But look, I'm all for people getting paid too. So whatever. Like if, they, yeah. if Sydney think that that's what they need. <clears throat> and if that works out for North and if that works out for Sydney, like Sydney's a better team with Mackay and Grundy in. Oh, they absolutely are. Oh, and especially Grundy. But I mean, he's just, he's just hasn't been utilized at all. And we yeah, saw Grundy even this year. I, I don't think Grundy's best years are in front of him, to be honest. I think that. No, I don't either. But the Swans, but, yeah, the Swans have had a down year this year, but they've still been very competitive. They've lost a couple of games that they could have easily won. Um, hmm. Actually, had a few games which they could have easily won, which were quite close. And you think if they were to add a proper A grade Ruckman and a defender, so, you know, because they, they've kind of been using, you know, they've had Paddy McCartan now. They've been using Rampy, you know, players like that. If they actually have that yeah. good old defender, all of a sudden, um, you know, they only they made the grand final the year before. They could definitely find themselves up there very quickly. But, yeah, that's, we've, got, we've got a little bit off tra- topic because, yeah, we're talking about North and their, their ins and outs. And, uh, yeah, so they got Jury, Howe, Zebel naturally, and it's sad what happened to him through the week. But and Luke McDonald all out, and they're playing Lazaro, Dawson, and Bergman. And yep. for the Suns, they've got in Davies and Chris Burgess. I'm pretty sure you've got him in your team, don't you, mate? I do. I was saying earlier that um, <laughs> this week is the first week that I've actually been able to field a full team. Uh, and then I realized it's not because I still have Nick Dacos. So, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and then you've I got- have an. I have him as an emergency cover in my defence line, so let's hope yeah. we're laid out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you've got Bailey, Humphrey, Lukosius and Atkins out, and a few people asked me about Atkins this week, and I've said, well, that makes your um, decision easy if you're going to trade him or not. Mm-hmm. How he, um, he goes. And uh, who wins that <laughs> game, buddy, which is an interesting one. Mate, that is a. I, I said on the other pod before, I'm not a huge gambler. I do I play draft stars. I don't play sports bet. Uh, as much, but I've locked in multis this week, multiple multis this week, which includes Gold Coast, Collingwood. Um, there's a game we're about to talk to, talk about. Uh, Port. Some of the, some of these games are absolute locks this week. Gold Coast. Uh, like I think they're still like North Melbourne's like only at like three dollars or something. Like there's no way in any world North Melbourne is winning this game. So, which I agree, and on the Gold Coast side of things, if they win and Frio beat Hawthorne or Frio lose to Hawthorne, sorry, then they will actually lose a spot in the draft as well. So they, they go from that, pick that four to pick is five. true. The only thing, I don't know how potentially that makes that big of a difference for the Suns because it is if they're trying to trade up, which I think is going to be harder than them actually trading down um, because they've got three academy players. So the, their perfect world is to try to um, hit North Skip Melbourne pick. pick two if they get it. Um, and then they get a fourth pick, uh, so a pick before their academy players are going to come in. But what's most likely is they're going to kind of just trade it out for academy points. There's a few teams coming after it. The whole Dimmer and Richmond situation now throws a spanner in the works too. Is there players that they get involved in and, and then get points coming back? There's a lot to talk about that coming up. Um, now it's probably not the time, but yeah. Yep. So it's not well, the think- end of the world for the Suns. And the thing with the Suns too, they're trying to impress a new coach. 
Yeah. It's just that natural. They know who the coach is now. Um, you know, there's players playing for their careers kind of thing. So I think they're going to put in a good effort where North, as much as the fringe players are still playing for their career, the ones who are locked in and they know their best 10, 12, know yeah. the difference of them getting Harley Reid or not. Like your Sheezles and Wardlaws and players like that. Yeah, they they know themselves coming in like, and they've obviously played with Harley Reid in different junior sides over the last couple of years, so yeah. they'll want to play with him again. Um, so I can see them as much as it, it could be a little bit of yeah preseason mode. You know, I'm just going to wander around, no real defensive pressure. Um, I, I can't see them stuffing this up. So the big one. The the ultimate tank, Geelong, resting mm. everyone at home uh, in the Saturday night game against the Doggies, who obviously must win to make the finals. Um, now, I don't think they're guaranteed the finals even if they do win, but they have to win. Yep. Uh, they have to win and they have to hope the GWS lose. They've gone uh, from being a lock and it's in their – well, it's in their own hands to now it's they're relying on results. Yeah. Um, and this is where I was saying just before about the biggest lock for a multi. And I still think the dogs are like – they're not even massive favourites. It's like dollar uh, – well, I know things might have changed since the teams have come out. But they're still a dollar fifty-eight Now, Bulldogs haven't won down there in forever. Yep. But in saying that, this is – and we know the Dogs lost to West Coast last the week. The outs are huge though too. Like it's it's both the big forwards in, in, in Cameron and Hawkins. It's their best halfback flanker in the, this season, in my opinion, in Mitch Duncan. Um, Zach Tui, who's an important cog in their wheel. Uh, Radigalia, who's obviously been uh, playing fullback for them. So they're, they're very short all over the ground. And the guys that got coming in, unfortunately, there's really not much experience. Nevitt, Mullen, Dempsey, um, and then you've Conway, who I've, I haven't heard, so I'm assuming that that's a that's a debut. And then um, uh, Stanley and Menegola, so who Menegola hasn't played much football this year. Um, and on the other side of things, so Bailey Smith out with illness, so I'm guessing he must be sick of uh, of uh, Bevo's shit. So I, I think I, I think it's more the case they they don't want him playing a good game against his uh, future <laughs> employer. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely, um, McRae out, which hurts a lot. So um, uh, hopefully you don't have McRae if you were there. He um, was injured last week. I think he copped a knock, didn't he? And then got. There was out, talks obviously. they were going to potentially, if they, if season was on the line, he probably would have got dropped this week anyway. Essentially, he played. He did play. He was playing really bad. Really uh, bad. But give us your tip in that one, though, mate. Like honestly, where where do you see that game cracking onto? Who wins? Um. Oh mate, this it's this hard, is lock. Mate, this is no. To me, this is the this is one of the well, it's not the lock of the weekend, but the dogs win this. Easy, comfortable. Like, oh, okay. they, how, how can they? There's no way if they can't win this, they'll never beat Geelong down there again. Like no, Geelong, exactly it's the right. worst. Like, you, you look at that forward line. Geelong's forward line this week is Myers, Dempsey, Smith, Henry, Neil, Stengel. You take Isaac Smith out there, out of there, there's about an average games of about 10. Um, in that forward line. Uh, so, and even the midfield's one of the worst midfields I've seen for Geelong. Like Menegol, Atkins, O'Connor with Conway. They've rolled out the VFL home. team. They've they literally have, rolled out the VFL team. They and literally have. Crazy. Uh, so they, the dogs, they and this is where I said Sicily, you know, would be a decent VC option, but the lock VC option is, and you flip the coin, 
Uh, if you've got both of them, it's English or Bont. Now, for me, I made the well, the kind of the mistake in the end because I went English over Bont last week because I'm thinking English up against Williams. Uh, and he did have more DT than Bont, but just Bont, you know, Bont tax and everything ended up getting 50 more super coach because that's what Bont does. But so the natural thing for me is like, oh, I'll go Bont this week. But I think Tim English up against Conway could absolutely be next level. Uh, but either way, they have to win. They've got to. Yeah, do everything right. So it's it. English and Bont are just got it. They'll they'll be the two leading from the front here and Libba back well, this week too. Stanley's in there too. So you would assume that Stanley plays as a as a main ruck, right? Like he has to. Uh, no, but I think if they're bringing in Conway, Conway only plays one position, but Conway's oh, okay. two hundred and six centimeters, hundred k's, which I find interesting because they've been playing Neil also as that that sort of talk because he's two hundred and three centimeter big guy too. So. It's it's hard to work out what they're going to do there. Like, yes, I I nearly agree with you because Stanley's usually a very good, um, uh, you know, defensive kind of ruck. But like, if they're bringing in Toby Conway, they're bringing him to have a look at him and you know give him the opportunity to play. You know, the one thing that I think potentially happens here, which Geelong are very known for, is the late change. Yeah, uh, and they do it. They do it every week. So it wouldn't be surprised me if maybe Sam Simpson comes in for one of those tools, probably maybe even potentially Reece Stanley, um, and they just have another look at him. Fair enough. Uh, interesting game, that's for sure. I think I will be watching that, so uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, now, moving on, the of the late game there, obviously, over in the West is West Coast and Adelaide. Uh, so <laughs> this is a strange one because Shannon Hurd's come back. So obviously his last retirement game. So they'll want to play for him. You got Luke Shuey back. He's obviously playing his retirement game. Um, and out you go with uh, Elliot Yo and some fringe players there in Chessa, Jones, and True. Um, and Brady Hoff is in for, uh, as well. So I, I actually, this is a danger game. For, I don't think Adelaide can win here. And look, can Adelaide, they, I mean, obviously they can't make the finals, right? There's, yeah, no chance. So uh, winning again for them is a bad thing because they can leapfrog Geelong, obviously. If they, they lose, they can leapfrog Richmond. And they've got a really good percentage, so they could even leapfrog. They could they could finish in ninth, which is insane. So there's a massive difference between Adelaide winning and Adelaide losing this week in terms of their draft position. Uh, I would not be shocked at all if West Coast pull out another win here. They've got nothing to lose yes. now. But they, the one thing, and if it's a selfish individual thing from the Crows' point of view, it's Tex Walker. He, I think what's he eight behind Kernel? He's kicked yep. ten against them once this year. I can see him kicking between ten and twelve if they just absolutely feed him. I, I don't think Adelaide try and win this game. They might just win because natural skill. But I think every time they go forward, they're just looking for Tex. I, I don't think he's got a chance to beat Kernel. Not a chance. Eight no, goals. because well, then no, I Kurnow's don't. Got to play in the leakest. Oh, that's not the, the leakest. In the leakest inside fifty defense in the league. Yeah, I, I think I can see a world where Tex gets in front of him after the West Coast game, where he kicks like nine or ten, but then Kernel needs to kick a couple to get it back. Yeah, but I think all Adelaide do in this game is not even worry about the result. They might still, as I said, might still win, but every time they get the ball, they're kicking it to Tex. So. Um, Obviously, we've got the VC options in English and um, English and Bond, right? But any chance that you might want to switch to that to an Adelaide Crows mid? I originally had that there. open, and I originally had that, and I was like, I don't know which one's getting off the chain. 
I um, hate the fact that I have both, and every week I got to flip between. The, it's it's the same as flipping between BC for um, for Bont and, and English. Like a lot of people who I haven't had English unfortunately all year, which is one of my downfalls. Um, but yeah, I, I hate that you have both, and you got to try and just guess which one's going to go better. Guess the matchups. Um, it's been rough trying to guess that all year. Yeah, exactly. So I don't want to pick the wrong one. Um, yep. If you are in a draft league and for whatever reason Tex is there, pick him up and put the VC or the captaincy on him. Mm. <laughs> I feel like he's going huge. Not bad. Um, all right. So is this another? Uh, so Sunday Sunday games. Uh, so flipping over to the Sunday ones, first game of the, of the round is, is Port and Richmond. Your boys, mates, uh, doesn't look like there's any change over in the Port side. Quite a few on the Richmond side, but obviously we knew already that Jack and Trent weren't playing this week. Um, and Dion managed. Tell us the story there, mate. Has he already signed his papers elsewhere or? Um, where was – yeah, could have actually. Did I miss the pre- – oh, yeah, press yeah, 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 there it is. Um, yeah, mate, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's uh, heading Gold back. Gold Coast or, or Lions? <laughs> Uh, if it wasn't for Dimmer News, I would have probably said um, Lions, but I think maybe the Suns. I just don't know how he fits in maybe for that midfield, but it's Dimmer coaching. He really likes meatball, so it's um, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets in there. And- here's what I think happens. I think he does go to the Gold Coast, and I, it may not even be the fact that um, he plays, but I think he might play the first, say, 10 weeks, all right, and he'll play midfield. The reason is, they want they, he's been these guys have been trained to play under Stuart Jew from their get go, right? So you got essentially I know Tuke's been around longer, but you've got uh, Rowland and Anderson have both played under Jew, and they've played one style of midfield without changing, and now they're going to completely change the way that they play, and the way that their midfield operates and, and Dimmer's midfield operates is completely different, and going to throw a massive spanner in the works. So Dion could be the glue that comes in. And just plays until they get the rhythm of things, and then he might be a VFL player. So I think he does get a contract up there, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a real low contract. He's more of a sort of educator role, something like what Liam Shields did this year at North. It's just that glue between the coach and the playing group to be able to uh, educate them on how Dimmer wants them to play. Um, I would be surprised if he went to the Lions. I don't know that. Maybe, I mean, the, the, the want to go to the Lions is possibly just because it's the Lions and they're obviously a top four list and they've got to be in premiership contention for the next few years. So, okay, yeah, I'd like to go to grab a premiership again. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see see what happens there. But I, I'm with you. I think that it's more likely that he's, he's off his, on his way to uh, the Gold Coast. And to, to be honest, they would probably be the ones that would happily pay up a little bit more. They probably have more in the cap available. They probably have better draft picks that they were able to trade. So they're in a much better position than Brisbane to do the same. Um, yeah, well, like my um, – what I'm hoping happens is Dimmer hasn't had a great relationship with the AFL, hasn't had a great relationship with the media. We all know that. So he goes off, gets his good little fund up there at the at, – um, the Gold Coast 
gets all these Richmond players, gives them their retirement fund. They end up sending us Raoul Anderson or their pick or all, all good stuff. And then he, <laughs> then he shoves it up the AFL and returns back to Richmond within 12 months, two years, and it's happy days. <laughs> As the most hated person ever in the AFL system. Uh... <laughs> wow. All right. Talk about shafting a club. I've, I've never heard of someone wanting to be James Hurd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ross, Ross practically did it to St Kilda the first time. It was like, oh, I'm not going to blood kids, and then I'm just going to roll out to Fremantle and take I'll over. I'll see you later, this. dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. So uh, Swans and Swans and oh, Melbourne. So, so on that, on that. That's oh, who my wins cap- by the way? Yeah, well, that's my lock of a captain choice. That's my lock of the round and lock of my captain choice. Uh, Port will smoke Richmond. But we're yeah. losing by ten goals plus, if not, if not more. And Butters or Rosie, especially Butters, I think they are going to destroy us. Um, yeah. So I don't like Rosie as a pick for captain, but just yeah, because more the, the, the yeah, Butters. I'm happy it's, to throw a C on on Butters and ride that train, but I don't have him, so he's not my yeah. captain. But so I, he's I, I would absolutely endorse week. that. For sure. Yeah, he's um yeah. they've got it they're twelve percent behind Brisbane, uh, and that's before Brisbane playing whatever they win by. Um so like that's that's a ridiculous margin. Like, you know, we're talking like two hundred points or whatever, but yeah, at the same time <laughs> at the same time it's uh if if for whatever reason um Colin would work well, they've got to win to stay above Melbourne. And they won't know mm-hmm. that result yet because Melbourne play afterwards. But if Collingwood, for whatever reason, were to drop that Essendon game and yep. all of a sudden it becomes 10% in that, Port may as well have a, have a crack at it. Richmond have obviously checked out. and Well, they'll, yeah. they'll know because they'll know where they sit as well. So, you know, they're going into this game knowing everything except the Melbourne result. That's the one thing they can't predict. So Melbourne are in the box seat here. Melbourne can literally decide what they want to do. Uh, based on the previous results. So, you know, they're playing at the SCG against Sydney and Sydney are going to bring it up to these guys. Sydney are no pushover, as especially, you know, they've got uh, got a few back. Um, interesting to see. I, I want to see what they're uh, – is Melikin in the lineup or is he just a, as an emergency? Uh, yes, yeah, he's, he's listed on the extended interchange bench at the moment, as is Matt Roberts. Um, well, so we'll see how they line up. But – they've come back into form late, the Swans. And I really hope that they weren't going to make the finals because I think they give a lot of teams problems. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see how they go here. Um, but, yeah, they, they could really shake up Melbourne if that Melbourne just you know take the foot off the gas. All of a sudden, they run over the top and get six goals real quick. Like, I'm not um, averse to them causing an upset here. And I, I would say that Melbourne are probably the favourites, even though it is in Sydney. Um, but... Who knows what is going to happen over there? And of course, on the um, on the Melbourne side of things, uh, Josh Shaki is the sub. Uh, that is about it. And everyone else is extended interchange bench. Um, so we will see how that pans out with Melbourne. Um, no real super coach relevance there, of course. And on to the last game. So so Carlton and GWS they sit back and they can watch everyone else. And I don't think that Carlton. So Carlton can. I mean, if if obviously. Uh, the Swans pump Melbourne so they can get this information. And if St Kilda beats Brisbane, then they are in trouble to lose that uh, that fifth and sixth spot. But it would be really unlikely for them to jump all the way down to seventh and not get a home final. Um, so I don't think that's going to matter too much. Um, GWS, on the other hand, they might need to win. They, they, they might need to win to be able to stay in the eight. 
Um, and uh, by the way, I thought that something a little bit classy <laughs> was um, uh, GWS's Twitter on last week said, uh, thanks St Kilda for putting them back in the eight after they – oh, no, thank West Coast, sorry, for, for beating the dogs and putting them back in the eight last week. It was so funny. I love the GWS social media team. They're so hilarious. <laughs> They're very good. They are. Um, so a big one big ad is Sam Doherty. So I know a lot of people um, that have Doherty that is uh, unfortunately um, uh, Damien, one of our mates, uh, he brought in Doherty for Dacos as his last trade. So that's a bit unfortunate that gets the last round of the year and Doherty gets injured. Um, but Walsh is back, uh, obviously, for those that have him. If anyone's still holding on to Chera, he is back as well. Um, as well as Mitch McGovern, Fogarty, and Durden. And on the uh, giant side of things, Flynn, Haynes, and Angwin are in the squad. Um, are they all extended bench? Yes, they are. So uh, hopefully we still get the, the Kieran Briggs train rolling through. Um, but we do know that Pitney is a fairly restrictive ruckman as well. So we'll see what happens there. Um, who wins that one, mate? I know it's at, um, at Marvel and the most informed team in the comp against the – arguably the second most informed, maybe third most informed team. It's going to be a great match and it could really shake I've, up. Um, I might even be at this game and I'm at the moment of pick Carlton, but it all depends on the results. So both teams should know where they stand going into this match. Yeah. And there's potential for either late changes or, um, yeah, especially if the dogs lose to the cats, the giants are like, well, yeah, they'll know they're in. So they might not be playing for a lot. So there could yep. be some changes there. And if the Blues can't change position, well, yeah, it just depends on where, if they want to play the Johns the following week again at home or if there's another team and that, depending on their results. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going with Carlton at the moment, but that tip could change depending on what happens over the weekend. Yep. Makes sense. Um, well, I, I suppose we'll move on to VCC, and we've already really gone through all the options for you, but I'll just go through what I'm doing with my team. Now, this is unfortunate because I don't have the flexibility of other uh, teams. Um, so I'm either going to go the, the risky VC option uh, with DC, and I think that's the way that I might go because the C fallback for me is going to be Bont, and I think that he's going to absolutely have a field day. So I really only want a guy, you know, you know, when you pick a VC that if they go huge, great, but if they just go an average score or, or below average score, you, you're not really cared because you see so good. That's how I feel about that option. If you do have any decent backup C's after the, uh, that Geelong uh, Bulldogs game, then I would recommend obviously switching your VC out to him and then going a different route. Um, I, I don't mind the Sicily VC, of course. Um, I just feel like I'm going to get stuck in a, with a 115 or a 120 that I'm, I probably have to take, um, and I'm not sure I want to. Uh, that's, I suppose, the risk you get with Sicily. Don't get me wrong. Sicily could go 160, 170 as well, and we've all seen that happen even this year, um, but not for me. Um, and I, I don't think I would touch the uh, Laird uh, uh, Dawson combination there. Yeah, I just don't have anyone. I, would you even trust maybe a Goulden on a Sunday Arvo? Um, no, if you don't I'm have not, butters, no. I'm not a huge fan. I'm trying to think of more your popular ones. Like, yeah, we've all like Oliver, obviously, but I mean, I, he might get shut down by Mills. <laughs> Tracker also in that same boat and category. Um, do, do Melbourne even care? I mean, I, look, they get the, the chance to have a look at everything. 
I don't know. I I, uh, I don't mind like maybe one of the lines that, but mm-hmm. I think the. I was disappointed last week. I, I feel like I was burnt. I went Neil last week, and yeah. I thought he played so well, and he had like thirty-three. He did. He played very well, SC. but had no super coach in it. It's yeah, yeah. If it's if you don't have one of those hawks, um, I like I really like that. Or even one of the Freo players. So a lot of people have like a break or wrong. I think this could be just there. Uh, it could be a little I, bit. Of I for- wouldn't touch them with with McGuinness in the form that he's in. Wouldn't touch him. That's the, that uh, is the hard thing. Yeah, which maybe, one he goes to? I think uh, he Luke, probably goes Luke Ryan. To, Luke Ryan. Yeah, is yeah that as well. That as well. But yeah, that's the, and that's the hard thing with McGuinness. So like, does he go to Brayshaw? Does he go to Sarong? I think he goes to Sarong, but you do, you just don't know. But if exactly. not as the captain, but it's a VC. Well, yeah, it's is it the end of the world that you risk? Yeah, it? one that you just don't care about. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, like, yeah. and if he goes off because if you pick the right one, the other one's going off the chain. Of course it is. And yeah, you don't want to be so, watching that game like, and the other one's going crazy. It's going to happen because somebody's going to go, oh, yeah, actually, no, I think he's going to go to Sarong. He actually goes to Brayshaw and Brayshaw gets a 50 and there's Sarong getting a 150. So one of those three mids is going off the chain this week. It's just we don't know which one. <laughs> By the way, for those for those playing at home, um, I introduced my lovely uh, fiance Eliza to PGA Tour 2K23 this week. It's, it's free this month on PlayStation Plus last week, and she's absolutely loving it. But she's also really invested in it, and so she's like, Mm. she misses shots. She's like, oh god, just swearing and carried on, and it's just, it's just you know enjoyable to see someone else frustrated at gaming like I am. Um, All right, Um, so SC twenty twenty four. So I suppose we move on. the first thing I wanted to shout out uh, is uh, Jackson Davey, and you can find him on Twitter. I think he's at Jackson at J Davey on Twitter, um, but he's got a fantastic YouTube channel. You should definitely check out. He does a lot of super coach content uh, with the Fantasy Take TV boys, um, and he's actually killing it in um, in both formats this year. I think he's ranked in the top three hundred um, in super coach and top forty in um, in fantasy. So um, going really well. He did a great video uh, recently on recommended changes for Supercoach next year, and I do think that they are going to do something um, to encourage users in the back end of the year. So what we found this okay, year is pretty so, much. Yeah, you know, I, I was going to sit there and you want me to interject, but you go what you think. Yeah, I was going to say. I won't I, go through. I won't go through my changes yet, but yeah. um, the, what has what has happened? And what happens generally most years of Supercoach, and this is. Um, ties in with uh, content being drying up as well. Once your trades are get low and they're out, or you've only got trades really for injuries, there's really not much to do outside of look at your VC and C each week and then close the app. Now, what we do know is that Supercoach wants to encourage people on the app as much as possible because app leads to engagement, engagement leads to advertising dollars, and then they make more money. So it, it is something that they are looking at heavily. And even Tim um, Mitchell has said multiple times that they are looking at different things that they can bring in to adjust things. They obviously still, I think the one thing that they won't budge from, which I think is a good thing, is that they still want to keep it a limited trade format. So it's not going to go to fantasy uh, with Supercoach scoring, uh, but they want to try and adjust it to see how they can make it more exciting in the back end of the year or even just to allow players a little bit more flexibility when they have too many injuries or something like that. So something is going to change. I'm pretty confident of that. Um, what 
is your thoughts on how it's progressed this year and what do you th- see as a potential change for next year? Well, I was lucky enough to spend time with Al and Tim on uh, Friday oh, of night, and chatting, ab- yeah, oh, just, <laughs> ch- chatting about this exact, chatting about this exact oh, same thing off stage. Um, so yes, we did have a bit of a, a discussion around this. Um, I did throw. Sorry, up I should have let you lead, mate. I should. No, like, I wanted to go because I'm just in there going. Tell oh, me about your mate, Chris, out there. <laughs> By the way, um, so no. I would have loved gone to that but i was so up so bummed that they moved there yeah i know it was, it was disappointing but and it would have been good because i had to rack off and didn't get to stay the whole night and and you know interact because you know, already had tickets to something else so yeah disappointing but you know having a chat to him to alan and tim off stage and especially al was yeah it was good because yeah they're always looking at new things that brought in the super coach nbl you know have the big bash oh, uh, they've got rid of that. race racing for for obvious reasons they're looking at potentially maybe the aflw down the track now that especially a the afl app has got involved with that for fantasy so they're open to that uh so in regards to actually the super coach that we play in the for the afl yes that's the big thing uh, keeping people active for longer because as you said you know uh, everything that comes with that more time spent in the app and he goes especially al was talking to me about you know they've had these team meeting discussions around this they brought in the boost because firstly they thought that would help in case players got covid or other stuff was happening there um and also maybe keep the general player more active all that happened was that people were finding a way to fast track their teams. And mm-hmm. if you weren't using your boost, you were falling behind because we were all using our boost and all of a sudden had finished products way more quicker. So I can see a world where the boosts get either limited or taken away from us. Um, definitely something. Now, the suggestion that I threw up and I've um, I had a couple other good suggestions from the public, which you know, I passed on, but I play Fantasy Premier League, as you know, in there, we get the yes. two wild cards. Uh, what the AFL is looking at doing next year potentially is having the one buy round. None of this six four two situation. Oh, that would be so good. Now, there's no guarantee no in the AFL, but potentially it is. It's the one buy round, either after the King's birthday or the Indigenous round, something like that, comes in there, and then they have that week the trade period for three or four days, and then the mid-season draft and they've got to kind of probably do it that way because if you're having a trade period you can't it's probably too hard unless the whole competition's taking a break now my thing for that the the risk they have there is oh we give a free weekend to the nrl and the other sports and that but i think the best way to do that is to start the aflw season on that particular week and then run it in conjunction for the rest of the year but that that's another byproduct. They won't do that, but uh, I I, but, I completely uh, agree with you. Or, or an all star yeah. game. Or yeah, something like that. Something of that description. Maybe even the under 18s or even I brought up the idea that like um they felt like you've got a lot of local footy. Why couldn't you have like a big local footy weekend at you know like one of the biggest stadiums or something like that where the best yeah they do the fixtures like for me out here it's Eastern Footy League so yeah East Ringwood versus you know. <laughs> Um, Noble Park or something like that. Put that over at you know Port Melbourne or Marvel or BFL or under 18s or all anything. You can do anything. But anyway, have, so they have that week. You have a VFL All Stars games, for example, and it's basically a draft show. Yeah. Right. Like who's the, who are these guys that are coming into the mm-hmm. teams? Because obviously a lot yeah. of get picked up in the mid season draft. Bang! All of a sudden, these guys are on show, and you get to see them for the first time. Could influence recruiting. Like 
there's there's so there, much there's they a ton can of things they can do. Yeah. So what I can see happening is they probably play the, like the Monday night game or the, the Monday King's birthday game, whatever it is, um, and then the next week the game's on Thursday. So you've only got like the nine day gap. Uh, yep. They do the trade period, they do the draft, but for us for super coaches, then we get the wild card that week, and it'd be perfect as content creators because the best thing we have oh. is leading into the season. That's our biggest talk. So instead of EPL, where we can use that wild card anytime. So it's harder to talk about from a content creator because people might have already used them. They could use them, whatever. So whatever you're the value of your team that week, you have eight days, nine days to completely reset your team and re-pick your team for the run home for the rest of the season. Now that might mean we get reduction of trades or things like that, depending on how they want to play it. But yeah, they they are seriously considering putting that mechanism in for that round, that would be um, which would be awesome for us to talk about. Um, brings in strategy too, because for example, like let's just say Ben Keys, you'll use him as an example, that you might have not wanted him for the whole season. But let's just say he has a favorable draw from round seven to 11. And you're yep. like, well, this is a guy I don't want to bring in now, but I can see him making 120K. And instead of needing to waste that trade to bring him in, bring him out, I can bring him in. Wildcard weekend hits, I've made 120K from him which has boosted my team value, and now I can reset my whole team, I think it completely changes your strategies around that, which would make the game way more interesting. Way more interesting. And from a content creator's perspective, it changes the entire landscape and the entire year, right? So we have we would have insanely high... Uh, attendance and, and views on podcasts and things like that because you know people want to know how will I structure for the first 12 rounds how would I structure for the last 12 rounds how am I going to work that around um, there would be different content for both what I would like to see if they were to do that and this is one of the um, uh, suggestions that uh, Jackson Davey made is that he suggested gatekeeping trades so what he means by that is you only have access to say half your trades in that first rep part of the season and then half of them in the second half. Um, so that completely changes your strategy as well because obviously really those trades in the initial part, you've got to try and maximize cash in that first period so that you can get the best kind of wildcard team that you would in the second, but also then you have trades to keep them engaged for the back end of the season. Yeah, my mate, my good mate Grimo has been huge about this on Twitter and, and, and tagging this about um, like maybe different trades. Yeah, as you're saying, gatekeeping open up as the season goes on. So if we break mm-hmm. it up and say after round 12, that's the bye weekend, maybe you can only have access to eight trades in the first six rounds then the next eight open up and then there's eight that only open up for the end of the season or whatever you know, the breakdown of trades is with your wild card in the middle. So I think there's, yeah, definitely – fans and then like contact uh, of content creators like Jackson who have definitely been bringing this up. Um, yep. So I think that it's something that you might not get access to all your trades before that wild card, even if it was, if they based it on this year, what, what do we have? 35, 36, even mm-hmm. if it was 24, 18, 18 or yeah, 18, 18, but they might even give you more in that first half, but you don't get access to your last 10 or whatever to that second half of the year. It opens up. Yeah just to keep people going, well, I know I'm going to get those trades at that point. Uh, and at least with the wild card weekend, if they they do go that, excuse me, it's uh, they, where some people who make errors with their team will end up getting long-term injuries and had to burn trades. So that now you've got a mechanism 
where you can like, force to say hold a, pull, hold an injury or, for three or four even, weeks. Well, yeah. even stay involved with your super coach because you know that hey i can correct mistakes i can go out and get um you know different players where which might able to boost my ranking or or at least keep me active in my leagues so yeah i think yeah the, the combination of those two would be yeah. fantastic um yeah i like they don't want to change too many other things because with the uh, money side of things because of terms and conditions because I know a lot of people have been suggesting like the access to the second team and stuff like that but that does because they you know they are still registered for gaming and that because there's 50k um, on the line so the suggest other suggestion I threw up and I know a couple of our fans have messaged me about this is in regards to those who play with super coach gold so um, you have the casual fan who, you know, gets in and they want to keep involved. So you have the same setup or an easier setup to super coach where it might even be more trades. And I've had people throw up and go, well, could we do like AFL Fantasy, have the two a week, big bash three a week, whatever. They give us 40 trades, whatever simple solution that. But then there's a second team for those who um, play super coach gold with separate prizes around that. So you're hardcore fans and that's where they might make strategy and different rules involved in that as well i think they're less likely to do that but there is a little bit of a thought because they do want more people subscribing to the super coach gold because again that's i think more yeah. money towards you know that they get up front i think um, this i think the gold like in terms of overall membership and usage i don't think that that's too much of a slice of the pie that they make from super coach i think most of it yeah. comes from advertising but however um, there's potential there that they could get more people in wanting that. If there was, if you're signing up for Supercoach Gold, not only do you get a second team, but you're playing for, it's not just an overall prize, but there's multiple prizes involved with that. I know they get, as you said, a lot of their money from advertising and sponsorship and stuff like that, but there there is potential to open that floodgate yeah. and, and, and explore that. I don't hate it. I think I prefer like in a similar vein. I think that this is another thing they will do. And I've, I've talked to Tim about this before um, is that I definitely think there should be two teams. And I think that there should be absolutely your ranked team and you can only have one ranked team. And then your other yeah. team is your yeah. league team, your casual team. I don't think the rules necessarily change between the two, but I do think that you play them set differently because I, I would, yeah. and, and, and how it happens now, you play a league team completely different to how you would play a, a ranked team like there is no way that i would have done half the things that i did if i was a, for a league like i wouldn't have mm. traded out guys like day and day and um sheasel for league yeah. there's what's the what would be the point of that 90 percent of your matchups have them so you know those sort of thing moves that i did was was purely a rank play um which completely backfired by the way <laughs> might i add um but you know i said i like the idea of having the two and I also like from a just from a user perspective, you always want to see, oh, I'd love to just throw that team together, you know? Mm. And I know guys that do um at art like you know, weed me and Ben and stuff like that, and you obviously don't do this, but they will just throw out a few you know, their girlfriend's email address or whatever and, and throw in a team. And it's just their second team that they just wanted to throw in mm. because they want to see how that would go and that that's the system and style of play. One of the things that are uh, unfortunately for super coaches generally it lends to one style of play, which is what a lot of the content creators push. And if you want to try something else, it generally backfires and fairly early your whole season's done. Right. So 
instead of that, have a second team that you can just have fun with. It can be your league team. It can be your fun team. You can be whatever you want. Uh, it can just be your test team for whatever that may be. I would love to see that. I mean, and you don't get ranked, so there's no ranking points. And you, you can see your mm. totals and accumulation, but you're not in the overall rank. Yeah. And you can access it from the normal app. And all it is is a little tab that changes from one team to the next, ranked and unranked. I think it's a very simple mechanic that they can add that will boost engagement incredibly because now you've got two teams, you spend double the amount of time in the app researching different players that you wouldn't bring in in, your, in each team. So um, I like that idea. I, I do think that the two-team idea works. I just, I'm not sure which way they would go about it. That, that um, and it's the hard thing because it's all to do like kind of their long list of terms and conditions because well, and, and how as that, I said, so it just yeah, needs to be very clearly separated. Yeah, so it either has to be, as like you said, with you or that's something that they open up just for the Supercoach Gold subscribers and that's a way, yeah, yeah. another way so that they get out. people subscribing where it's like, okay, you can have access to a second team and maybe they, as I said, Supercoach Gold run their own separate competition that you can play around with a second team or that's, you know, a head-to-head competition or eliminator style or whatever that they come up with. But that's yeah. only the, yeah, that bonus if you are a Supercoach Gold subscriber. And again, from a content creator's perspective, having the ability to have a league team and an and an mm. overall team, you get, you get two separate types of content there. Like we have draft, but the draft is so uniquely individual. Like there's no point in us, like we've, we've, we've dabbled a lot in draft content over the years. And what we found is that the, the viewership is really low, generally speaking, because what's relevant to my league is not relevant at all to someone else's league. Mm. And it's really hard. You can go to my, I can go to my waiver wire and it makes nothing on yours. And the guys that are really, really good, it's hard to spot in the app when they're owned by everyone. Like you can't just mm. pull up a rent. Oh, and that's why I like, I still bring it up because I'm in multiple drafts and I've kind of done that on purpose because I'm in multiple different team and setup. So I've, kind of got an idea of you know if you're in this sort of league and you're with eight players with 15 these guys could be on the waiver here but as you said if depending on the standard of players some of those players get snapped up very quickly and you've really got to go to the the real unique on any given week um that you know it's that a lot of players for whatever reason aren't only but then you, you are it's nearly throwing darts at dartboards trying to get that accurate for for that that player and then still yeah. there's people who will pick that player will find out you know they're that well knowledge and research like us they they've already picked that person up when the white ones exactly right. have open if you've got any savvy super coach players they they're gone the, the moment the waivers are open there's no like oh yeah check that for this no it's like that, that guy's gone he's, he's well gone by the time that you open that up so um the only other thing that i wanted to mention is also uh something that tim mentioned online which was uh, a potential of a higher player so if you have injuries in late season he mentioned online on twitter the other day like you would have one a season where you just had a higher player which means if you had a, a late injury it can cover for a certain amount of time maybe one or two weeks or whatever and you can use it any time of the season can be tactical if you want um i'm i'm not sure that's a route that you could potentially go down i don't i don't like that because the only here's the only the thing i really don't like about it so what you're saying is the one time of the year that i might need it 
I might be engaged for an extra five minutes. It doesn't really boost engagement. It doesn't really boost content. Like it's it's a practical thing that can be used, but I don't think that it's it's really doing what essentially the goal is, which is increasing engagement, increasing content. And if it doesn't do those things, I don't think the function really fits the form. Um, That's more was, just to keep people sooking when they get yeah, an injury or just you stop know. it in my Twitter DMs, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Leave me alone because of that. And I understand that's where we were saying, yeah, that's, that's that potential. Um, the, the more better one, and now you're getting a little bit more high tech, like again, fantasy premier league where you can buy extra trades, but they do it. By I, I don't mind that. But yeah. by that now they do it by giving up ranking points, overall ranking points. So for their like, for, for I had a good week this week and scored seventy points. In in fact, so I can give up four oh, ranking points. <laughs> yeah, seventy something because I'm on all the Brentford players at the moment and they're just killing it. Um, but like, so seventy points. If I give up four of those points. Uh, that's that's a big deal for ranking. So let's just say um, super coach version of that might be a hundred points or two hundred points or something like that. Do you give up two hundred overall ranking points to get an extra trade? Um, I much prefer but- that idea than doing cash because cash kills you. If you trade out your cash, you, you're you're not only are you trading at like let's say it's a hundred k or fifty k or whatever, you're making your team progressively worse as the season goes on. I like the idea of ranking points because at least you can somehow make it back. So if you make it, if you trade out, I don't know what, like hundred, 200 points or whatever, there's a chance that the player you bring in actually it like makes that up by the end of the year. And so I don't mind that as a strategy. Um, the thing with, with, with trading out points is that you can get super aggressive with it. Like, Sometimes it will help you and sometimes it will not help you. The problem with um, it is, and, and I like it for overall, I hate it for head-to-head leagues because if you've yeah. got the same team that's on both, if I'm up against an opponent, and I like, I don't go that well in some head-to-head leagues. Like there was one league I've like finished eighth now, I'm still through to the, made it through to the prelim or whatever because the matchups on any given week consistently I've had a really good year but then I get some people who they've trade heavily one week and end up getting 2600 but that same team comes out and scores 21 because you know I'm not they're they're not accounting for you know different matchups and things like that or you know the long-term planning so if there's somebody who wanted to just go out and beat me that week they could just go out and burn all their overall points yeah. and make sure they get the league win um, and that's where the potential, like the two team, would be a you know, exactly so right. You'd have to do an, the two If it teams. was just a plain overall strategy, great because I would love to see that. And that's uh, yeah, even us as content creators could talk about that and go, okay, this week, the, like yeah, the week Clary came back, for example, um, there would have been a lot of talk there going. Now, is it worth dropping your two hundred points this week? to bring Clary back or you know, like let's say Sicily, for example, when Sicily came back, um, you know, yep. is that better to have him than, you know, the the seventh best defender kind of situation? And then well, you're I saying think- to do the debate going, how many points is that person going to score versus having, you know, the most premium defender for seven weeks or eight weeks? And um, so that it does make a good debate about it. I mean, drawing upon, say, a fantasy Premier League example, uh, you know, four points is what they trade out. And, like, a good return in that week can be, say, you know, let's say 10 points. Like, that's a you know, double return, mm-hmm. generally speaking, or, or a clean and a return. Um, 
So you can make it back technically in one week because your other guy might have gone two um, or or whatever it may be. So um, I think it's a very – like important to note what that that point mark is. Two hundred is way yeah. too much, in my opinion. Too much, but I was um, just using some, as an example. Like eighty to hundred, you know, like yeah, it might uh, be. I could see that example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, but, like, but, for example, yeah, and then that's what it. I probably would have done. Enough. Like, say last week, Callum Mills, you see the door, and that, hmm. uh, and I'll take the hundred point list because the player I'm bringing in, Mills, with his thirty eight plus the hundred, I probably go out and get the person who's scoring one thirty or whatever, and I'm, I'm behind after one week, but I know I'm going to be ahead. For the next yep. two, um, yeah, and so. it's it's so early season. You can really make some aggressive moves to get the right guys in. So yeah, I mean, look, I I don't hate it. I mean, there's there are options, and I think that we've sort of covered quite a few of of our favourite ones anyway. Um, so let us know in the comments below which ones you think you'd like to see in um, in Supercoach next year. Uh, we might get Ben's input next week or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see, <laughs> see how we go. Um, but let's looking forward to next week. So we will actually be producing some content next week for you guys. Um, so we're going to do a little bit of a draft. Well, no, no, I was going to say, I was going to say, we're not, well, we won't let too much detail into it. That I, I, I think we uh, we hold so, off on exactly the full full details. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, well, we, we do have a couple of but pods, we, I, I and did, one I of them is say, a draft special, yeah, <laughs> which is going to be focused on um, on me and Ben's uh, league that we've started and we've been involved in now for pff, almost a decade, uh, where Ben got pipped at the post, and mm-hmm. he is not happy. <laughs> and uh, pref- uh, spoiler alert, he had the VC on LDU. <laughs> he was laid out. Uh, and you can uh, imagine how he reacted to that. So uh, it'll be a fun pod, and we've got the winner coming on for that one too. Um, and we've got another special pod that we'll release next week, which is going to be some great overall content. Um, but we want to hear from you guys as well. Uh, what sort of content do you guys want to see from us moving forward? Um, we're pretty much going to the off-season next week. Uh, do you want some more regular AFL content? Is there draft-specific or super coach-specific? Or do you just want to chill out for a little bit? Um, let us know in the comments down below if you've got any suggestions, and we would love to uh, at least address that. And, uh, yeah, have a great time. Yeah, well, I've, I've said that. So I will, for my team um, each week, I'm going to do the 10-week AFLW. Um, if I was backing myself, you know, the annoying thing is I was like, I need another season under the belt before I even consider doing Fantasy Premier League. And the way I've started um, both, well, do, do you know what your ranking is in Fantasy Premier League? Just, just find that because I'm just trying I to can get it for compare you. the pair. But so I'll do that. And well, I'm, because because we do the individual um, pods now, I will definitely spend more time with the Big Bash uh, this year. As most people know, cricket's definitely my sport. So it's, um, yeah, something I will because it's harder with that with content creators because of the way the rounds are, are and the, it's always going. But because I can get on and do an individual pod for 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, I will do my team through the Big Bash season. So if that, if that's something you're interested in, yep, you can yeah, jump on and, and talk me through with that. Um, but obviously if it isn't, you know, nobody's forcing people to jump on either. Um, yeah. My overall rank right now is so shocking. Uh, 5,089,035. I made so, the point on my team pod before because I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure like last year they had not just over 9 million people play Fantasy Premier League, which – Puts the 180,000 super coach in perspective there. So I'm sitting in the top 20, I'm uh, top 28,000 at the moment. That's awesome. Nice yeah. Work. Yeah. That's why I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's like nine, eight to 10 million playing at the moment. Um, yeah. So I'm the nine million. Of, yeah. 
I'm the 500th ranked person in Australia. Um, nice yeah, work. So nice I'm, work. I'm pretty happy. It's good when you That's jump a- on, as I said, the Brentford Brentford players that nobody else. And and the good thing is I haven't even used my um my bench. Now there's one bench boost as well. Uh, and I know NRL does that for their super coach. So, and, and I think NBA, they're doing that where you're getting 50% of your score. NBL, um, NRL, you get four players, I think, from your bench that get included in your score. So maybe that's just another one throwing up for super coach going, um, you know, maybe with your emergencies, do they add an extra emergency on and well, you pick one of them and you get half their score or something like that. And just, Feel free. Throw in, as Chris said, throw in your ideas. There was a couple of people that messaged me last week, similar to what we were we were saying. Um, but no, I appreciate those who either hit me up on my YouTube or they just um, shot me a message on um, on Twitter. But yeah, no, we like yeah, the couple of people that sent me messages, I was I was um, talking them through with Val anyway. So um, that's what. And a few people that did message me asked me about, yeah, they like the old school one of more limited trades. Now the problem with that is, um, yeah, we talked about super coach want people logging on more and more, but I can understand the hardcore players who use like back in the day, we only had 20 trades or one a week and stuff like that. So something no matter um, what it is, there's always a different strategy. Go mate. Sorry, buddy. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're Um, good. Something that I would love to, and the the you just mentioned NBA uh, fantasy, and and my favorite uh, way of playing NBA fantasy is nine cat. So, I would love to see some sort of category style fantasy football in AFL, which doesn't currently exist. Everything is points based. So, how category works is that they yeah you know, all these different stat categories. So in the NBA, it's yeah you know, points, three pointers made, uh, rebounds, assists, uh, steals, blocks, uh, field goal percentage. Like there's a whole bunch of categories, right? And you actually go head to head. So your team of, uh, let's say, 10 players or whatever it might be versus their team of players, who gets the most rebounds, who gets the most field goals, who gets the most three-pointers over that week. And in your league matchups, you win so many categories. So there's nine categories. If you win five of them, you win that week's matchup and then you move on to the next one. I think that would be an awesome way to represent league players as a, a category system as opposed to a point system, which is a little bit more simplistic. And it's not something that maybe even Supercoach would dabble in, but maybe a new fantasy uh, format that would uh, would be available. So, um, yeah, something I'd like to, I'd like, I would definitely like to play because you can imagine like, yeah, contested possessions and hardball gets and, and goals and a whole bunch of different stat categories that would, um, would be there. And you'd have completely different players. It would make forwards relevant. It would make defenders relevant. You could have spoils as a, as a category, you know, like completely different players that you'd never play with in fantasy before would all of a sudden become relevant. So, um, yeah, that's just something left completely left field that I you know, have been thinking about for a while. Anyway, yeah. that is going to wrap us up. We actually, this went for an hour and a half. Wow. This is classic. I know we just chat things we love. Always talking, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had a good time again, as usual. Um, so you, obviously, good seeing you. And uh, thanks for coming on. And um, apologies to Ben for he's sitting. He's in pain right now. He's had a shoulder reco. Oh, Benny boy. He's, he's in. He's in the wars, mate. Um, I saw him the other day, and he just comes out. And he's like holding his arm like this. Is, oh, man, he's in rough scenes. They don't build those Queenslanders tough, do they? Yeah, <laughs> unlike us, Ricks. That's absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, I had ankle Sorry to our Queenslanders. I was yours. walking again in four days. No, <laughs> All good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time, and we'll catch you in the next one. Ooh!
The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. 